Welcome to the Well-Rounded Geek Podcast, episode 33. With me in the studio today is David Ritchie for another Stoner and the Scholar Sports Show where we talk about the latest in sports news and give our opinions or hot takes on sports topics. What's up, man? What up, though? We've been chilling. We just watched the NBA draft lottery and the Pistons got hoed. And I don't know how to feel about it right now. We're recording instantly, live reaction, the Pistons had the worst record in the NBA, same with the Spurs and the Rockets, and they ended up with the fifth overall pick. Disgusting. So I had on our outline to discuss prospects because I just had no faith that we were going to get first overall, even though I wanted him so bad. But I don't even know how to discuss prospects with you now because... I wasn't expecting to talk about we dropped so far the out, third yeah. tier of prospects, man. So what's your initial reaction to us getting fifth? That was just another year of us getting screwed when we should be getting something that help you know, helps this team get better. There's so much talk about intentional taking here or there, but you can say that about every one of these teams. Uh well, every one of those three teams that was really bad at the top, you know. Um we just get screwed, man. I'm worst, just the, the worst team. We won 17 games last year. We were the sole worst team in the league. And 17 games. Number five like, is not even going to make a difference. Like the drop off between even Brandon Miller to four and five is big. Yeah. Big enough. Yeah, it's a big enough gap. The drop off from one to two is huge. And then two to three is huge. And then three to five is like, I just, man, we don't have a coach either. So really. Right. My question to you is, what do you want to see with the coaching hire, and what do you want to see with this offseason? What do you want to at least see, even though we don't know this third tier of prospects as well, what do you want to see us draft? What do you feel like this team needs? Well, I'll touch coaching first. I want like an experienced coach here. So if that's – when I say experienced, like even like coming from winning culture. So Monty Williams is out there. Budenholzer is out there. Uh, Lee from Milwaukee, the assistants out there, like people have come from that and know what it's like to win. And it may be a stretch to want those because what's the desire to come here, you know, besides a young team. But I don't think, you know, those coaches are looking at some of the other vacancies and they're just much better options, you know? Yeah. I mean, for a second, once the Suns parted ways, I thought we had a chance. At Williams, you yeah. know, but now that the 76ers have gotten rid of Doc Rivers, you know, the Bucks need a head coach. There's just no hope, in my opinion, because the Pistons, like you said, won 17 games. They have a great young core. They don't get into trouble. You but they're know. still so bad. But they're so bad. And these coaches that you're mentioning, yeah, they're more experienced and, and that's great. But they're older, and why would they want to waste their time in like another rebuild situation again? Because Williams just came from that. He completely revitalized that Suns franchise. Right, they were a 19-win team at one point. Right, and it's the Suns' fault for they had an aging Chris Paul, and then they just threw the bank at Kevin Durant. Well, Kevin Durant 
Is that hasn't the same Kevin Durant? Shit. But even when he was, bro, he hasn't won and done shit without Golden State. Golden State was already a championship team. I think all of the valid all the criticism that he had around the time he was winning those championships with Golden State is valid now because he's been ass ever since as a teammate. You know, like he still puts up a lot of points and stuff, but it was a disaster with the Nets. And it already seemed pretty sketchy with the Suns because he can't stay healthy. And the Suns just didn't look good at all. Yeah, his health has been, I think, the biggest thing for the last five years, it seems like. He just can't stay healthy. And, you know, you just get older and things get worse, I feel like. Especially when you start to go down that hill of so many injuries a year. mentioned Charles Lee. I think that's our best bet now because... He's younger. I already wanted him regardless. I thought the Bucks were going to promote him, and now they probably won't because they're probably licking their chops at the the pedigree of coaches that are available now. But then it's also like now we're going to be competing with the 76ers for a coach. We're going to be competing for the Suns with the Suns, you know. Who's going to want to come here, man? And we're going to end up getting that one guy um, – from that minor league team whose who's only coaching history is with, was it UCLA? Who is that again? Kevin Ollie. Yeah. I don't, all those rumors? No, no. I don't it want It wasn't that. UConn? It wasn't UConn? For some reason I thought it was UConn. But it, Maybe it was. I, I don't know. I don't want him because he has no professional NBA experience. He might be good, like, for the culture, but... This team was so bad last year that we need someone who has a good defensive mindset too. We were so bad defensively, and I'm just defeated on this podcast now because we fell to fifth, dude. Last year, around this time, even though we fell to fifth, you and I were still filled with a lot of hope because... There was better prospects. There was more... And they were drafting well years prior, and you could see the direction we were heading while... A whole year of missing Cade and just watching a horribly coached, horrible defensive team has taken the wind out of my sails. But I hope we have a big offseason. I hope we get some more size and length at the small forward position because we need to improve defensively. We need to get better shooters. And we do have money to spend, so maybe this will end up being an okay situation. It's just not what you want to see when your team's still one of the worst teams in your league. I agree. So we can move on to something more positive. The NBA playoffs have actually been fire so far. We actually have the um the Lakers Nuggets game on right now. They're just the Eastern and Western Conference Finals are about to start this week. I wanted to get your thoughts on the playoffs so far and then get your thoughts on these current matchups. So what have you thought of the playoffs so far? Yeah, I thought it's been pretty entertaining, uh, the series. There's been, and I feel like it happens every year, though. There's been, like, some blowout games, you know. Uh, but <clears throat> I was pretty entertained with the first couple rounds. And this is, like, I think this could be a really fun series, the Lakers and the Nuggets. It makes me nervous. I want Brian to get to the finals again, but this Nuggets team is really deep and really good. They're showing it right now. They're already up 12. Yeah. They're elite. Jokic should have won MVP, in my opinion. 
But, you know, they gave it to Embiid, who just completely didn't show up. In... MVP is weird, man, because LeBron should have won that like 10 years in a row, you know? If we're being really real, but it feels like it's just like an award gifted to one, like a standout player that year, you know? And like not more of a stat pattern. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily the best player in the league. Right. So what's crazy to me, I was thinking about this the other day. People love to hate on LeBron. They love to hate on his championships with Miami. They love to even hate on his championship with L.A. because they call it a Mickey Mouse ring, the bubble ring. Well, guess what? The same bubble teams are playing in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Right. So that should prove all these people who talk all that ish, It's they're wrong. These are the same teams because now they're healthy again that just played a few years ago. And that should show you how hard that bubble actually was and how valid that ring was, in my opinion. The people that discredit that are crazy. Those those guys had to be away from their families for months. And they're they're rich, so they're spoiled, and that's not their norm. They were away from everything that they're used to, and then they were all playing elite talent because all those teams were scoring at a high clip, you know? Right. And we're witnessing it again, but what do you so what do you think with this Lakers um Nuggets series? How many games do you think it'll go and who do you think comes out ahead? I'm not sure about the games. I feel like it could go all the way. This <clears throat> this matchup or this first game, the way it starts is not very convincing of that. But um man, I just I believe in Brian and I feel like they can do it. Um my gut tells me though that Denver is just like too deep and Jokic is just too damn good, man. I feel like they could get it done and go all the way, and I feel like if they get there, they win it. Like you said, what we were talking about earlier a little bit, whoever comes out the West, I feel like takes it. Yeah, that's how I feel right now at least. I mean, the East teams like are if great. If we got L.A. and Miami again, I think L.A. would win it. I think so too, even if but L.A. had Butler's the Celtics. A dog, though. Butler's a dog. And then Shout out to him. The Nuggets – will have their way with either of those teams, in my opinion. I I still have faith the Lakers will prevail and actually beat the Nuggets because they just did, even in the bubble. But their stars are going to have... Like, AD is going to have to perform night in and night out. Otherwise, they're screwed because he's been very inconsistent. The Lakers, in general, have been inconsistent. Some of those games they gave to Memphis and even... Um, that they just gave to Golden State most recently, they didn't have to. You know, right. it was like yeah. a, another off game by AD where he's passive and and not shooting a lot. Doesn't seem like he's fully locked in and trying. You know, and he's gonna have to. Yeah, he needs to be more aggressive and more consistent with that aggressiveness. And um, right now, this game so far, I've noticed that he is being aggressive, but Jokic is Jokic is. He's just a beast. And he makes you play at his own pace. You know, it's similar to Luca. Yeah. So, who do you think's coming out of the uh, the Celtics Heat series? It's a hell of a matchup, and it's like a real rivalry in the East. You know, it's like back in the day when the Celtics were really good, and so were the Heat with LeBron, and the Celtics had their big three. Well, it's a situation know, similar with AD where. Tatum has to be the best player on the floor every single night, or the Celtics, in my opinion, won't win that series. Right. Because as much as good as Brown is, he's not good enough to be the best player on that Celtics team any given night. 
and they still get the dub, in my yeah. opinion. Right. Because the Heat are just really good. They're just a cohesive, excellent defensive. Play defense, yeah. yeah. And Butler's a beast. I, I still think the Heat come out of that series the way that they've been playing. They've had their way with some of these teams. Um, and the Celtics, Tatum hasn't been the most consistent he was a beast last game you know like he looked like one of the best players in the nba but he's just been inconsistent so i hope it's lakers heat again and i think that's an easy dub for the lakers that's my prediction i want Bron to win his um fifth championship so what is your final prediction final prediction is tough i think that uh my gut tells me that Denver's going to win it. I want Brian to win it, and I want him to get there and do it. But something tells me that Jokic is going to get his first. Against who? That's tough, man. I don't I don't really know. I don't know. I can't, it's hard to call it. My gut probably tell me the heat, though. Okay. Yeah. I, I just think if Denver can get past L.A., they'll just have their way. They're just too deep. They're too good. I, I agree. I agree. I, th- I think anybody who comes out of that Western Conference Finals is better than the option coming out East. I hope that we can start to have conversations one day eventually where we're talking about the Pistons in, in playoff topics Wouldn't coming out of the nice. East, but we're we, not. Yeah, just in playoff conversations. <laughs> fantastic. Ironically, though, the most exciting team in Detroit, and we'll transition to that, which I never thought I would experience in my entire life, is the Detroit Lions. Their schedule was just released, so we can go over that schedule, and you can tell me your predictions, and then we can touch on our thoughts on the offseason so far. I think they're finally at the point where the rookies are going to start practicing with the veterans. Um, There's been some practices just rookie on rookie, and – there's been some intriguing reports that some of these players are already looking legit, so that gets me hype. But let's start off with the schedule. So we open the 2023 schedule. We open the entire NFL schedule against the Kansas City Chiefs Woo. in Kansas City week one. Do you have that as a dub or a loss? I got that as a close dub, dude. Coming out hot, building off of what we did last year with all the additions, those guys, the whole team, the additions, and the guys that have already been there, fired up to play this team and to shock people in uh, week one. And I think a lot of that, I think a lot of the shocking happens those first couple weeks in the NFL anyways. So give me Detroit with a close dub, baby. Let's go. Dude, if they start that season with a dub, that would be insane to me. But I'm just going to play uh it's safe and let's just say we take an L because these yeah. are the Super Bowl champs I respect the play safe so you have a dub I have an L the next week we play Seattle at home what do you think about that matchup dub even though they beat us this year yeah yep I feel like we were a way different team when they played us and uh yeah I feel like I feel like we're gonna start off hot dude I just Maybe that's just hope, being hopeful. But I really do feel like the players are going to come out with a different uh, swag or different vibe to start off the year. I hope, man. Hungry. I, hungry, I would bro. love to come out like a freight train. I'll that's give what it, I feel like. They're going to come out hungry as hell. Yeah, I'll give it a week uh, to dub. Uh, week three, we play the Falcons at home. 
I don't even think we need to discuss that. That feels like a dub. That feels like a dub. Yeah. Uh, week four, we're away at Green Bay. What do you think about that? Oh, so I sound ridiculous over here because it's just like dub, dub, dub. <laughs> but like no Rodgers. I don't know really what the I don't remember what they did in the draft. If they they t- up they drafted typical Green Bay fashion. You I know? do Loki like Jordan Love from like the little flash we saw last year. I think he could be good there. So maybe a sneaky L because it's a home game for them, but I'm still gonna go dub five and zero to start the year, baby. I'm gonna go dub. Um, next week we play the Panthers at home. That one's tough. Dude. I think that's tough. So we both they destroyed know, us. They destroyed us last year. Their run game was fucked. They ate us up. And now and they got Deuce. Exactly. I was just gonna bring that up. They they got Deuce. Loved him. Wish he didn't go, but. I'll give the Lions their first L to to Deuce and the Panthers. Okay. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it an L. Week 6, we have the Bucks away. Mm. The Bucks. Baker Mayfield's their quarterback right now, I think. They didn't draft somebody, did they? They don't feel the same though. You know what I mean? They just don't feel like the same team without Brady and like their defense doesn't seem like it's intimidating like it was when they won the Super Bowl. If, I give it a dub, bro. I give it a dub. If we don't lose to if we lose to the Panthers, we're gonna come back and reclaim our victory against the Bucks. They're just not the same team in my opinion. Do I really got this team starting off seven and one right now, bro? You could or six and one? Holy <laughs> shit. I think I, I, I may <laughs> I don't know if it'll be, be like that. A little too high on them. Yeah. <laughs> Week seven, we're away at Baltimore. I think that's a, a loss. Probably. So let me just preface it too with you know, if they do lose week one in Kansas City, I won't be it won't be like holy shit shocker to me. But I feel so if they're five and two to start the year, I could see that. Yeah. But I just I want them to come out guns blazing, firing against that team, man. Hungry Super Bowl champs, you know, like you got something to prove. So what do you think about week seven? Baltimore? Baltimore? I'm ta- I'm saying an L. I mean they're just Let me see what Baltimore's it's it's tough, right? Because I guess you could say this for every week, but I feel like week seven you're deeper into the league by now or into the year by now. Let's see, like where OBJ's health is at. Like, what are the the Ravens had so much weird stuff going on, and I don't know. Also, don't know what they did in the draft. I know they they got a receiver, but that's Baltimore in Baltimore. Yep, in Baltimore. I'll, I'll give it an L. Is that a is that a televised game? Probably a lot of these. It's crazy. I think we got five this year. Yeah, we got a lot. We had zero, dude. It's a it's a completely different. Shout team. out Dan Campbell and the effect. It's it's crazy, man. So the next week we look ironically at look at Jokic's stat line right now, eight, twelve, and five already. That's insane. Sorry to switch it over talking NFL, but he's gonna just he's dominate good, the Lakers. So week eight is the Raiders. For Monday Night Football, dub. that's at home. Dub I think on that's Monday a dub. Night Football, that's dub. Are you kidding me? We're at home on Monday Night Football? Yes. Oh, we wouldn't have to go to that game. <laughs> I don't even, like, I went to, I've been to only one Lions game, to be honest, and it was nuts. Yeah, like, it's the craziest just, atmosphere, and who, we weren't even who good. Who I am, I just prefer the at-home type of vibe. That's just me, a more chill, laid back. But a Monday Night Football game, that shit is going to be fucking hype, dude. And that that would be a game worth going to, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And that's a dub. Lions dub. Raiders, yeah, dub at home. Monday then we have night. a bye. Week 10, we're away at the Chargers. Oof. Coming off the bye, though, you're healthy. 
You would hope at least. Damn, that's tough, dude. Cause Chargers, I feel like are gonna are, are a good team too. You know what? I can't pick a dub for every game, man. They're gonna. I'll I'll take an L away. I'll the, give it an L too. Uh, the next week, uh, Bears at home, and then dub. we're gonna follow it up with Green Bay at home. I'm gonna give dubs to both of those. Me too. Yeah. So that I feel comfortable with that. At L at L in uh, San Diego or not San Diego. <laughs> The Los, L.A. Chargers. Los Angeles, yeah. And then two dubs to close it out. So the final stretch here, the final six games, we've got the Saints away. I think that's an L. Really? Yeah, I think that's an L, in my opinion. Away to, like, some of these games that we're given, like, close wins or losses to, I think the deciding factor is how we tend to play on the road. Like, we suck ass on the road until yeah. I can see differently. Right. Like, until yeah. we hit that stretch last year, we were, we've we been years of just consistently Terrible. being bad on the road. So, I personally am just going to give it an L. And then I think, even though it's Chicago on the road, I think they're terrible. I think we could win. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't think they're good enough. Either. Yeah, I'd... I just don't see how that team beats us with the secondary that we have now. There's just no way. I could be completely wrong, but um, yeah, we'll see. This is first, you know. This is just projections. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the Broncos week 15 at home. Off of last year, I mean, you got to take a dub there. I think so too. They were so bad. They were so bad, and even if they get a little bit better, they're still going to be bad. And so. if we can get to <laughs> Russell Wilson. Psh- and that's just the thing is our defense is so uh, watch out, you know, like you got to worry about Detroit. So give me a dub there. That's week 15. Yep. So we've had one by, so we've really only played 14 games. Uh-huh. All right. So I think I got them at 10 and four right now. I think lost to Baltimore. I'll give the L to Kansas City, L to uh, the Chargers and the Saints. Yep. Or the Bucks. You We've been nah, back and forth on either or. I, I I would think that the Saints would have a better chance of beating us than the Bucks. The back, the Bucks have no quarterback. And the Saints, hard place to play. They have a quarterback. They have coaching. You know what I mean? They got players. They got Kamara. They got, a, you know, solid guys on defense. So 10 and 4. We're looking like we could have 10 wins by this point for sure, which is insane and unheard of. So this final stretch right. is what's crazy, though. The got final a, so you three got a lot games. of division games here in this stretch. Yeah, it's Vikings away, Dallas away, Vikings home. So out of those three, what do you think we go? The Vikings are always weird, so we I say we split there. And Dallas is going to be a tough play too, man. I say we lose Dallas. So let's just say we have an 11-win season. We 100% can That's win. That's a playoff team. That's and, a and we can win our division. Yeah. 100%. We'd be, damn. This team is that would be eleven and six then, right? Yeah, seventeen games. That's crazy. That is insane. Just thinking of that is nuts. And that's a build off of last year. I think. Do you agree with this sentiment? Where based on now that Rodgers is gone, I think the Vikings were flukes. Oh, you know what? I had another L with Carolina. So do we have them ten and seven? I think I have what I wrote down was an 11-win season. I just know when we were talking about it again, I didn't say Carolina, and I remember saying L to them. Well, you also gave a dub to Kansas City in the beginning, but then I think you... (laughs) That's true. 
that was a tough one to go back and forth on. But I really do think it's a 10 or 11 win season. I think expectations should, should be that we win this division based on where Chicago ended up, uh, what Green Bay looks like without Aaron Rodgers, and how the Vikings, they looked like fool's, fool's gold. Uh, last year you know they had all those wins but they were close wins right and then they sort of got embarrassed in my opinion in the playoffs but do you agree that the expectations should be to win the division and I don't even want to win a playoff game I know that sounds insane I want to go deep in the playoffs that's how good this team seems like they're already becoming right yeah, the poten- that potential seems there. Yeah, so let's talk about briefly. On top of that. Yeah, let's talk about the the off season and just high level the draft. What did this team need, and what did they struggle with going into this off season? They definitely need uh, defense. They needed pass rushers on the edge or on the line on the edge, and then uh, they needed. I know we both agree on this. Better linebackers and, and a better then, secondary. Their secondary, secondary was trash. So like, it's kind of weird because they were like decent everywhere, but then they weren't. You know, yeah. they they still needed help. They had really they had shining moments. Uh, you know, uh, obviously Hutch is was great. You're gonna have Rodrigo who's coming out and showing that he's a stud, being a later pick. You got uh, Kirby Joseph, and then. Uh, Help me on the other name. I'm blanking in the secondary that showed up big last year. Tracy Walker. Well, Tracy Walker tore no, his ACL. Kirby well, Joseph and Kirby Joseph is who showed up big. In the secondary, else. there wasn't really that many people that showed up. The guy who showed up was James Houston. Off yes, of the he line. was big too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we, and a lot of that shout out, you know, was due to Hutch too. How much attention Hutch drew. And if that's going to be a thing and Houston can get that done on a yearly basis like that, on top of everything else that we're building and who we sign now, God, man. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, you got a game plan for that defense now. Like, you really got to be worried when you're playing Detroit's defense. Just imagine what this team would have looked like last year with a competent defense that wasn't getting like 35 points put up on them a game because our offense was elite. Right, 100%. So. We just needed to get a little bit better in the offseason. Right. I think we got drastically better, I do too, bro. man. Between the acquisitions and the oh. draft, I think like we skyrocketed, and I think that's why we have those expectations. And we're not the only ones, man. I know Detroit is being media. talked about, and like that's mm-hmm. nuts as well because we've never experienced that besides being a laughing stock. Well, I think oh, our 16. secondary now is literally, in my opinion, on paper, one of the better secondaries in the league. Yeah. And then we drafted Jack Campbell from Iowa, the linebacker. Beast. He can make an instant impact. We didn't really have a bona fide tight end after we traded Hawkinson. Yeah, and LaPorta seems like that guy. Yes. The reports out of the camp so far is he's the best rookie, like on the field. Right. Didn't drop a single pass. He looks extremely athletic. And then we have Brian Branch, who we drafted. We He fell, mm-hmm. and he can learn from this secondary. We have that depth now. Right, he doesn't have to come in and like try to make an impact. Or, right. Or, uh, my, my only concern going into this season really is still how we're going to play the run because our defensive line tended to get exposed, especially in that Carolina game. Right. And we didn't make many changes to that line, but that makes me think that Holmes you... 
has faith in that line. Right, he, and he probably does, but what if he woke up tomorrow and we traded for uh, Quinn and Williams? I would be extremely happy about that. That would yeah. make this team the most complete Detroit Lions team I I've seen in a long time. Somebody tweeted, I don't know who it was, I think it was a Detroit guy, so he might have been biased, but uh, that that move makes us a Super Bowl contender. It was, I think it was Mike Valeni. <laughs> yes, yep, that's exactly who it was. You saw that too. Yeah, he annoys the shit out of me, but I can't yeah. go that far because this team hasn't even been to playoffs, I know. but like... Let's just go as far as to say it's by far the most complete. If we got a solid defensive tackle that could get sacks as well, which is why I wanted Jalen Carter, even though he had all that baggage, because he's just, he could be so good, dude. You know, like we need a defensive tackle that can stop the run and can get to the quarterback. And we don't necessarily have that. We have some, some people that clog that line, but, if they get moved, those massive holes open up, and that's what concerns me. But we just finally don't have a, a secondary that'll get shredded, and they're faster, more athletic, and we finally have faster, more athletic linebackers. And I love Rodrigo; like that was a great story. I still hope he gets like a decent chunk of time because he's going to be even better this year. I hope, but we shouldn't have been relying on a player like that who's smaller, has less measurables as one of our best linebackers, you know? And now yeah. we finally don't have to worry about that necessarily because they're saying Jack Campbell can be an instant impact, plug-and-play uh, linebacker right away. So we'll see, dude. I'm excited. We sounded excited about the Pistons last year, so I don't want to drink too much of the Lions Kool-Aid, but just something finally feels different about this team. As excited as I was about the Pistons on this podcast last year, I didn't necessarily feel like something was drastically different. I've never felt something like this with the Detroit Lions in my entire 30, about to be 32-year-old life. We've never had that culture, even with Calvin Johnson and Stafford. Right. We never felt like they were elite in their own way, but sure. we never felt like we could win games. Yeah, there was a year dude. or two where they were good, and, you know, uh, the one year they did make the playoffs got blown out by the Saints, and then the one year they were on the cusp of the playoffs, but when they had that really good defense too. Uh, but it was nothing like this. It wasn't complete, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. just had good parts or good players, but coaching was garbo, organization-wise was garbo, and we didn't have anything like this. We didn't have a culture. Our culture was still losing. The laughing stock of football with, like, you know, you talk about the the Browns at the time and shit like that. Like we were really, we've been really bad historically. So this is, yeah, like you, to your point, you know, nobody ever thinks this is going to happen because of what you watch. And think about like, like your dad for say, big sports fan. He's watched this team for 50 years probably. And it's been all terrible for the right. most part. You had highlights with Barry, but you know. Never thought you could actually win it all. So bad. Yeah. And he never thought that was even a like, uh, hope <laughs> right an option you know what i just thought about jameson williams is suspended for what six games am i correct was it six or seven i think it's six so he's coming back <laughs> we have predicted the schedule without even thinking about him as an asset he's coming back week seven i yeah. think against baltimore 
Okay. And he could be a complete game changer. It hurts to have him out too, though. It does. That annoy- He's the only one on this team that I feel like has a cultural issue. Like he, he seems like, in my personal opinion, immature and not ready for the type of money that's coming his way and, and things like that. Dude, he was like handing out. Did you see him handing out hundos to kids handing out water in, De- in Detroit? No. Dude, he was throwing out hundos to these kids that were like selling waters. And I'm thinking, that is the nicest thing. And that's cool that you're in the city and stuff. But you better be careful, bro. People are shady. Right. Flashing around hundos in the D. They don't care who you are, you know. It's not going to be good. But we'll finish the show talking about the brand new uh, UFC 291 announcement. You sent it to me. This card's shaping up to be a beastly card. It looks like the UFC cards are sort of going to phase out a little bit going into the summer. They've been hitting recently, but... 291 is going to come at the end of July. They just announced Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier for the BMF title. What do you think about that? I think that's hype as hell. I think that's super exciting. I was, um, I heard, I think it was like a m- couple months ago that they were like going back and forth talking about that possibility of a second fight. And then I didn't know that, obviously, Miles would all retired, that they were going to actively hold that belt. Me neither. In UFC, and I kind of fuck with that. So I'm all for those two. I didn't watch the first fight, but just knowing those two fighters, it's a, it was a dog fight, and I know this one's going to be, and those are the type. That's the UFC I like to watch. I can't believe Poirier accepted that. No? No, because they got the shit beat out of each other. <laughs> Why would you ever sign up for that again? Well, but I, I think that's all he can nuts. really. They are, but I think that's all he can really chase now because he just – he He's never lost wins too many title. title fights. Yeah, yeah. so he can only win a different title like that. So go but. out there and get paid to fight a spectacular fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's probably getting, they're probably getting a nice paycheck to fight each other because they're big names. You right. Know? And that that's going to be a hype fight. That's that's a bloodbath. Then you have Jan Blockowitz versus Pereira, I think is rumored. Um, and then you have Costa's coming back. Costa, and then you have Chiesa versus Holland that just got announced. I think Tony Ferguson and Derek Lewis are on that card as well. That's a stat card. I'm going to be hyped for that, but that's the end of July. Okay. So we'll have, we have some other cards that are coming up too, but I didn't really want to talk about that right now because the Gaethje Poirier is what just got announced, but we'll talk about it once we watch. I know it's been a little bit of a break since we've gotten together but i'm hyped that we finally got to talk i'm sad about the pistons but thank you again dude for coming on i know it's difficult to to record with me i really appreciate it every time and i hope i can speak to you soon hell yeah me too man before i end this episode i want to shout out the elite supplement brand caged caged was born of a need for ultra premium health focused products that actually work If you would like to learn some more about Caged as well as their products, you can click the link in my Instagram bio as well as the link associated with this episode. You can also use my promo code JG15 to save 15% on your order. The well-rounded piece.